today new metal public radio <laughs> in we put the new in in pr uh hello caller uh it says here that your name is frederick durst is that correct <laughs> okay all right i'm terry gross um ew hey fred <laughs> so do we do a podcast together no fair enough <laughs> Great start. Yeah, it's rolling. It's rolling, 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 rolling. rolling. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, welcome. Um, my name is Ross Lichtig. Um, well, you're pronouncing the G? Hard G. Hard G. Oh wow. Hey, well, you know, if you if you if we're shortening the new, we're using the umlaut in the new, which I mm. assume you know for, for that I'm going to go full German on this. Thing oh, right okay, here. yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, yes, my name is German. <laughs> I am Ross German. <laughs> no, my last name is Lichtig. Um, I am a just a guy from Tulsa. <laughs> I um, uh, liked new metal when I was a kid, and uh, a while back I approached uh, my friend. I don't know him. Yes, mm-hmm. um, I don't know him. He's a nice guy. Um, told him that I wanted to do a, a, a podcast where we dissect, do an autopsy on new metal. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. No, <laughs> no. Hey, uh, this is Brent Hibbard. Um, Y'all know me. Still the same old G. Um, yeah, I uh, I also grew up... Honestly, we grew up together in the same tiny right. school here in Bumfuck, Oklahoma. And new Metal came out in a prime time of our lives where it hit us in our adolescence hard. The primest time. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're, they're really, for, for new Metal, it's, it's kind of aimed squarely at that uh, teenage bracket and specifically boys and maybe even more specifically, um, <laughs> boys who lived in impoverished areas. <laughs> um, and we fit all of those criteria pretty well. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, it was, a, it was a music, musical style that kind of came, uh, came to prominence when we were at our most impressionable and we really, really got into it hard. Yes. Very yeah. hard. Mm-hmm. And then almost as, Fast and as hard as we got into it, the genre sort of just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, I've always kind of in the back of my mind, you know, wondered, like, it's very strange that you see a genre pop up, explode so big, and then just disappear like it never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, almost every subgenre out there, you can, like, ska, industrial, um, even larger ones like punk... Um, these were all subgenres that kind of had the same trajectory where they um, they were a new, fresh sound. Uh, they exploded. Uh, then they may have tapered off, but there was still it, it created a, a subculture. But that did not happen with new metal. <laughs> I challenge anyone to find um, a you know, modern, quote unquote, new metal band that is of any prominence. I, I don't doubt that there's people playing new metal music. Um, but it, it, it doesn't have the, um, it doesn't have a genre, it doesn't have a following, it doesn't really have a culture, 
um, it just sort of came and went. And uh, I approached Brent here about mm-hmm. uh, earlier this year uh, about let's I want to talk to someone about this because it drives me crazy. And I really can't think of anybody better than you because we kind of share the similar trajectory where we were both into it and then it disappeared. And then like everyone else, we were out of it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's kind of the premise of the show. And, um, uh, so I think that the name of it, we were still sort of workshopping up until like a week ago. And, um, so do you want to tell the name of the, say the name? Cause you, you created it. So it's, Oh, don't put that on me. Yeah. But people know. People know. If, uh, people listen to my other show, Let's Talk About Stuff, of which you've been on uh, several times. Uh, uh, I, I try to approach things slash life in the dumbest way possible. So uh, one day I was, uh, I think it was like when I was taking a shower, it like popped in my head like nudist colony, right? Like N-U-D-I-S, not nudist, but uh, so no T. You have a hard G. There's no T and nudist colony new phone nudist <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh yeah new as in new metal dis is in discussion and then colony because we're all a little colony here uh for fans of the new metal genre and uh, real quick we should put aside like uh, not every bit of new metal is is great or even oh, good no. <laughs> like there's a lot of like trash out there but like that's kind of part of why i like it you know agreed yeah there's there's something that's fun and then just like oddly uh comforting about these grown-ass men just being so upset about their youths <laughs> that uh makes me feel better as an adult who's uh doesn't have as many problems you know my my problems don't stem from like uh troubles from my youth or whatever so you know it's just like fuck it's tax season again I'm gonna do <laughs> yeah. this bullshit you know but um, yeah, yeah, like uh, uh, I've always been a, a fan of it. and I still listen to a lot of new metal. Of course, it's like old songs by bands we grew up with or whatever. But because uh, like you said, the, the new metal is not really around in, no. in any way, shape or form outside of like Limp Biscuit just put out a new album like a month ago as of this record. Well, I guess uh, this is coming out in the new year. Right. So happy 2022, everyone. And then also we, yeah, we did it. <laughs> unless the world implodes on yeah. December 31st and we're fucked. But uh, yeah, so it, it was last year sometime when uh, Biscuit dropped that new album. And uh, man, it, it feels like people are finally getting the joke of Limp Biscuit, you know? And it's like, yes, this is what I like about this band. But yeah. I, I have always said that Limp Biscuit, they're not, obviously you're not supposed to take them seriously, but they never intended for anyone to take them that seriously. Can we, can we keep in mind that the name of the band <laughs> yeah. is Limp Biscuit? Like they have an album called the chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, they were not, uh, trying to be a serious band. They're, they're I, I, the way I've always tried to explain to people who maybe aren't are hip to the new to the to the limb biscuit is uh they're cartoon metal <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're like they're hyperactive uh salmon max um uh, <laughs> animaniacs like cartoon metal um and i feel like they got unfairly maligned uh because people oh they're they're corny and they're stupid well of course yes <laughs> like <laughs> that was the point yeah um and i think that's what that is what is fun about them still to this day 
is you can listen to their songs and I challenge anyone to find songs that do the same things that they did um, or, 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 or be about the same things that they did. I was listening to um, Significant Other the other day in, in preparation for this and there's a song on there, um, uh, the name escapes me right now, but it's got um, Jonathan Davis, Fred Durst, and Scott Weiland all singing on it. Um, and it is just a, an insane mashup of these three styles that should not go together. Um, but it's a lot of fun and, uh, yeah, yeah. Nobody like you. Yeah. Yes. Nobody like you. And, um, you know, it's, it's just, a, it, it's, it's, I will argue that it is a very original sound and, to, to, to also sort of give a uh, little bit of background on kind of who we are now, um, I don't listen to anything that even would be kind of considered a descendant of new metal. I'm I'm listening to things that are wildly different from this. So my tastes have, have changed and evolved mm-hmm. um, definitely away from this. I sort of gotten into more like experimental music. Um, I got into, uh, sort of like more, uh, like worldly music. I'm right now I'm really into uh, like sixties Italian sort of like jazz, uh, bands, which I know sounds like the most pretentious shit in the world. And it is, um, <laughs> which is why I like it. <laughs> Lots of flutes and people singing in languages I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, just to, just to give an idea, I, I, I definitely, my, my taste moved away from that, uh, from that style of music but i like just like you said i still go back and listen to limp biscuit uh quite often yeah <laughs> enough that it was my second most listened to genre of the year in my spotify wrap-up so yeah. what was number one um it was uh, uh i think it's just hip-hop oh yeah well because because they, they separate hip-hop and rap but i'm pretty sure it's just hip-hop but i do listen to uh, uh a lot of hip-hop um, because it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that new metal was like a gateway to hip hop for you? Um, sort of in a way. I, I had a weird relationship with hip hop where uh, you guys broke up. We yeah. Well, we did. And I cheated on it. Oh my god. Yeah, you know. Well, we all saw it coming. I uh, yeah. Not surprising anyway. No. Uh, when I was really young, I had some older cousins who were uh into. Uh, like I had, I had one cousin, Dylan, you may know him, mm-hmm. uh, was really into Wu-Tang. Um, and you know, he's like, uh, I think six, seven years older than I am. So mm. he was, you know, obviously and he, he lived in, in the city where we grew up out in the country. Um, and he would dub me, um, uh, rap cassettes. And oh, so yeah. when I was very young, I listened to stuff like, and, and you know, of course, like MC Hammer and Vanilla Ice and oh, the hard the, shit, the, yeah, the, the the real underground, um, Some gangster shit, shit. <laughs> gangster rap. Um, I really loved Arrested Development, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, who was like a, uh, but I say like them. It wasn't like I sought them out. It was I, I just liked whatever was given to me, so mm-hmm. I didn't have much of a choice, and I didn't really know what <laughs> bands or musicians were. I just heard what I heard. There wasn't, you know, this is back in the eighties. So yeah, <laughs> it was, it was just whatever was on the mixtape is exactly. what you listen to. Yeah. 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 And, uh, but then, then I started getting into like alternative music as I got into like my teenage years, my, my early, early teenage years. Um, and there was a weird thing at the time where it was like, 
you were supposed to, if you liked alternative, like grunge, that kind of thing, you couldn't like rap also. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, and so I pretended to not like rap, <laughs> mm-hmm. even though I uh, secretly loved it and would listen to it quite often. Um, I pretended like I didn't really like it because I was a victim of peer pressure. And the kids at our school that listened to rap were, um, how you say, uh, douche. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I put weird restrictions on myself, which is looking back on it, incredibly stupid. And I feel embarrassed. But then whenever new metal came around, it was like all of a sudden I could be open about my love for hip hop Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it fused the two together. It fused like kind of alternative, heavier sound with with rap, which I was already a fan of. And, um, and then I could pretend like, oh, I like rap now, even though mm-hmm. I really always liked rap. But uh, how about you? What is what is your uh, what is your history with the genre? Uh, I came across it just like I think most people in our our age group at that time, which like radio was just like. Right. so massive back then like <clears throat> podcasts and streaming services are everywhere now so it's like you can just kind of make your own radio station yourself but back in the day uh we just had to listen to whatever was on the radio yeah. and like uh whatever the hot radio station was like if they dropped like a new uh single or whatever it was just like and it was good like it blew the fuck up oh yeah so i yeah, like that's how I remember hearing stuff like that. And like our, our friend group, we all kind of uh, for the most part, we all like had similar tastes. I think that's one of the, the ways you uh, come to associate yourself with your other friends. It's like, yeah. well, what are you into? It's like, well, comic books, obviously. I, I'm a good person, you know, <laughs> uh, and then like watching like cool TV shows and then music is another layer on top of that. And then just kind of word of mouth, you get into like whatever music you like because of your friends and right. vice versa, you know, there's some of that bouncing around. And, you know, alternative was a, was a big umbrella back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, the radio station that we both listened to was Z104.5, Z104. the edge, Tulsa's new rock alternative mm-hmm. um, that is forever seared into my brain. But um, that one radio station introduced us to so much. A lot. Um mm-hmm. And doubly so because living out in the country, um, we couldn't even get cable at my house. So like things like MTV, while occasionally like I'd go stay the night at my grandmother's house or spend the night with a cousin that lived, you know, in the city where they got cable, Mm -hmm. uh, we would listen to or would watch a lot of MTV. But uh, on a day to day basis, uh, yeah, it was the radio that mm-hmm. that was my our, our main source of um, like like uh, social connectivity to uh, that world was strictly through that one radio station and through each other. Um, so, you know, we didn't really have the luxury. I, I hear kids talk about like, oh, I got into, you know, vinyl when I was 13. And like that, that whole world was so far away and foreign to me because mm-hmm. I was literally just I was only exposed to radio stuff. So mm-hmm. um, a lot of underground bands at the time, I didn't really didn't even know about yeah. um, unless they were played on this radio station, which to be fair, that radio station was really good about playing um, a good mix of like some underground stuff. Um, and it was a local radio station, of course, until it got bought up by Sinclair, Clear Channel. Uh, 
I'm going to say yes. Yeah. I don't know for sure. Because but. there was a there was a marked change uh, at, at a certain point where they where they definitely became like the, the kind of the part of the corporate um, like uh, uh, pipeline mm-hmm. that 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 just churned out, you know, whatever the record companies wanted them to churn out. But back in the day, they were a locally owned radio station. And so they could they would have you know, nights or blocks of programming where it would be, you know, up to the DJ and the DJ, you know, would usually be exposed to a lot more underground music. And so we got some of that introduction back then. But uh, for the most part, yeah, we were strictly limited by our... Uh, the only exposure that we got was through the radio. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, when new metal came out, um, it, I mean, it was like a bomb. Yeah. It's like a bomb that got dropped and it changed me. <laughs> yeah. And, and going back to what you were saying about like the availability of music to us, uh, this is going to blow some people's minds, but rural Oklahoma is way different than like New York. We couldn't <laughs> walk to a music store. No. Like, and at the time it came out, we were, so young that we could not drive like we were like early teens yes. and it was just like hoping that you could hear something on the radio and maybe like tape a cassette tape yep. off of it and if you cut it just right the dj would shut the fuck up and not talk before the start <laughs> yeah. of the song but uh for like young people listening to this they don't give a fuck but it was like you had to put work into it oh right yes. like if, if you wanted that yeah. uh so but i now, remember calling you and being like i got a clean i got a clean record of this song like yeah. and and because it, it was so rare that we that you <laughs> dj wasn't interrupting part of it i know yeah and or uh, some type of commercial or the end of the previous song was like getting spliced and yeah. mixed into the the new one but not in any type of delicate way no. it was just like <laughs> off tempo no no uh, yeah. synchronous keys or anything like that it was just like well this is the best i can do but i would actually like we're gonna go from spider webs to uh <laughs> to uh what's up oh god damn it <laughs> Into like blind or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I was like a Nine Inch Nail song or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I remember back in the day, I would be out like on on a summer again. Like I couldn't drive and I didn't have a job, so I would just like chill at my house all day during the day on on during the week, and I would just like go out and ride my bike uh, in on these like back roads of Oklahoma, and I would have my like a, a portable radio on me, and if I heard the DJ say. And coming up, we've got a new corn song or whatever. Yeah. I would race yeah. back home and ready myself mm-hmm. to have the tape recorder <laughs> ready to go. And then I would take that tape and listen to that out on my like bike rides and stuff. Right. So, uh, it, like all of these songs, um, not every song, but like a lot of songs from my youth. And I think this is consistent with a lot of people. People feel this way about movies and TV shows they grew up with as well. But there are certain songs that like just take you back to yeah. when you were younger. And there's something about like, not even just new metal, but like, this is like, this is going to be a controversial thought. And this is the first time it's ever been thought or said, but I just feel like the music we grew up with was a little bit better than every other time that's ever <laughs> existed in history. Uh, it seems like it was more diverse, like rock stations, yes. because it was like, you would have the crystal method play. And then the next song would be like green day then after that you would hear uh rage against the machine and then after that you would hear 
uh, squirrel nut zippers. And then after that, it was Morissette. Yeah, it was like it was, it was just a massive hodgepodge yeah. of genres, but it was all under the quote unquote like rock genre alternative alternative. And it was it there was something about that, like helped uh, widen your your scope of what you were into. Yeah. And there was a lot of stuff that kind of cross pollinated themselves mm-hmm. um, because that was just like the music of the time. So. Uh, there were were periods where like like 311's a, a good example like they were I, I wouldn't consider them new metal but they were they were like a rock band that had like rapping that was incorporated yeah but they could go play rock festivals and then like I don't know if they could play like rap festivals but like they were uh, cool enough to where they could like get away with like that type of thing like they could play they could, like reggae reggae like funk world, shows world music shows. Yeah. yeah so it wasn't just like one genre that they were pigeonholed to right now they are but (laughs) every song sounds exactly the same (laughs) yeah which is sad because 311 i know for both of us was a pretty big uh it was a pretty big band for both of us look they said it best you gotta come original guys (laughs) you have to come on original oh dude like Yeah. yeah yeah that that was a but but it's it's funny because again going back to kind of new metal um I think a lot of people go, well, it's just rapping over heavy music, but it's not because, you know, there was you've got the the early bands that sort of were the genesis uh, for uh, for new metal. So you've got like your Red Hot Chili Peppers, you've got your 311s, mm-hmm. uh, you've got your Faith No More's. Um, uh, uh, there's a lot of I, I and I would even argue to so, sort of even like Pantera, um, some of their like groove, some of that groove metal, mm-hmm. um, even point. Slayer, um, sort of had this uh, sort of have a, had a groove beat or, or groove riffs, sort of low kind of sweepy riffs um, that all sort of led into it. But I think well, even like. Early Run DMC and Beastie Boys, they would sample yeah. rock guitars and rock drums, right? And they would just rap over that. So it's yeah. There's a lot of connective tissue. Yeah, Beastie Boys is a good one because they they really. I mean, you can almost argue that they were possibly the first ones to really merge hip hop and rock. I mean, I, I guess Run DMC, uh, Aerosmith thing probably preceded a little bit, but it but Beastie Boys really sort of didn't didn't just use sampling they wrote songs around the heavier riffs with uh sort of like a a groove smooth uh hip-hop beat Mm -hmm. um and so i think they were the first ones to really um incorporate that outside of just like mixing it on turntables but to Mm -hmm. actually like make it uh, a, a complete sound that came out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think they they. <laughs> I'm sure they they love being uh, accredited with uh, starting uh, new metal. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, they they, you know. they had a hand in it. Yeah. Um, but and again, that's sort of the thing where I think it's unfairly aligned, like uh, it's unfairly maligned um, by a lot of bands that are. Li- I've heard bands say like, "Well, I'm sorry about." It may have even been BC Boys or like, I'm sorry about Limp Biscuit, you know, mm-hmm. um, I've heard some bands say that like, and it's just, it's just, can't we all just get along? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and, and I get at the time and especially, um, this may be kind of skipping ahead a little bit, but, um, 
so, so, sort of the 9-11, I think you can link 9-11 with a lot of changes in attitude um, towards this style of music. Uh, but uh, where was I going with this? <laughs> Full disclosure, um, I, I, I have a slight cold and I may have drank a little bit of cough syrup before I came over here. So it's a great way to start a uh, first episode. Right? Hell Just yeah, dude. Trail off, dude. I'm fucked up, baby. Hell yeah. Getting fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, let, maybe we should like define what, yeah. what new metal is, yeah. or at least our, our, the best we can, right? So uh, like you said, it's uh, a lot of like hard rock, but it's not Metallica, right? There, right. It, incorporates rap but it's not rage against the machine sometimes there's electronics in there but it's not nine inch nails so like how do you how do you like say oh this for sure is new metal this isn't it's like it's new metal is like pornography you know it when you see it yeah right so like <laughs> yeah. that's that's a lot of it um so that's another reason for you to continue listening to this show because we're going to fumble our way through a bunch of new metal shit. <laughs> so uh, just stick with us. We'll do our best uh, to navigate those waters, you know. Um, we're figuring yeah. this out as we go along. We have not pre-planned any of this. Yeah. Uh, I, I really wanted it to be uh, sort of like a more... more um, uh, uh, kind of improving as we go along and trying to explore and think about it as we go through. So, so one thing we're going to do with this, uh, with this podcast is, uh, go album by album and, and, uh, try to break this down. And as we go along, uh, try to, try to listen to changes in styles, um, and, and sort of where, uh, where certain trends were going within the music itself and see if we can kind of pick out some of that, Mm-hmm. and uh, make a cohesive statement. We won't. No, no. <laughs> we no. won't. We're going to try. Mm-hmm. I expect us to lose our minds pretty early on yes. in this endeavor yes. because that means we're going to have to listen through a lot of of albums, uh, possibly multiple times. And like I said, I enjoy new metal, but there's going to be a tipping point where I'm like, God damn, yeah. I don't want to listen to all of this flaw album. Like I don't, mm, it's going no. to be too much, you know? <laughs> no. So there, there's, it's not going to be like a comprehensive list, but it's going to be comprehensive to the point where we're like, I think we've got something to say about this. Like, yeah, uh, that one flaw song is okay, but I'm like, I'm not trying to listen <laughs> yeah. to the whole, whole album. Um, and also I noticed on the Wikipedia article of like list of new metal bands or whatever, there was some on there where I was like, Really? I don't think... Yeah, I don't like really. Orgy? Yeah, well, actually... Would you consider Orgy new metal? I, I think I would consider Orgy new metal, but it would be on the... See, that's the thing, is like, people think new metal, their mind goes to corn, Limp biscuit, but I think Orgy falls in that, but on, like, the more... Elect, it's like... I guess, roughly speaking, new metal is, like, hard rock plus some other genre. So this is, like, hard rock plus electronic elements or whatever yeah but again it's not nine inch nails that's a a totally different beast right Right. there that was trent getting ready to compose that score for disney pixar's (laughs) uh soul soul yeah there we go that was him he didn't know he was preparing himself for it but that that was the the through line (laughs) yeah yeah it's real. If you go back to Pretty Hate Machine, you can see the seeds are planted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> damn, sounds like there's going to be a ghost cat or something yeah. in this fucking. And, and, and I think like back to the point of what is new metal. Um, I don't remember where I heard this, but I heard someone um, make an argument that new metal was more than just 
um, music, that it was a almost like a socioeconomic uh, phenomenon that happened. Um, it, like it, it, it's more than just like, again, you know, heavy, 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 groovy riffs and rap, although that is certainly part of it. Mm-hmm. I think that it really came to sort of define a segment of the population that maybe hadn't been catered to in a specific way. That's a, a really good point. Uh, and you saying that makes me think of like grunge came out just a few years before, yeah. right? If that first corn album came out in 94, Nevermind came out in 92. I know grunge was around before that, like mud honey and shit like that, but to prominence, I would say right. Nirvana, like never mind put them on the map and like help yeah. establish that genre right we're not talking about grunge like they're fine they're almost in constant rotation at least three grunge songs an hour on yeah. the aforementioned z104.5 the edge but <laughs> um i feel like grunge at that time was a voice of like a dejected youth that yeah. was a little more on the artsy side whereas it finally like that west coast uh, sentimentality and like thought and musicianship leaked over to us dipshits here in the middle of the country. <laughs> yeah. And like, I know corn is from like California, but like, uh, I feel like that's more of an outlier by the time right. it like swept through the rest of the, the U S it was like, okay, now you are angsty, but make music that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but look again, I'm not saying like, like there, there's a lot of this music that I fucking love, and like yeah. uh, even uh, Limp Biscuit, like the musicianship there is like fucking stellar. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It, it it really is. Um, and and one of my not to go on a tangent, but one of my if if the world ever ends and I'm the last man on, on earth, mm-hmm. one of the first things I'm going to do is I'm going to track down all the masters and I'm going to take Fred's voice out of them. <laughs> And I'm going to just get instrumentals. Not not saying that I totally hate Fred. I yeah. think Fred has some qualities, and I will defend Fred a little bit, a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, but um, I think, like you said, the musicianship behind Limp Biscuit mm-hmm. had it had they had a different singer, had they had a uh, like a Mike Patton or um, even like a like a Trent Reznor or or, or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they would have been on the level of like. Um, Led Zeppelin or something like like mm-hmm. I, I I know people are trying to <laughs> I now have a bounty out for my life well but legitimately yeah. I think they are their musicianship is a plus level across the board and also like keeping perspective like Limp Biscuit was a massive fucking band back in yeah. the day they were like doing massive world tours filling every fucking stadium and selling out every fucking show they were like if not as big as Metallica. Yeah. They were just like, they played immediately before Metallica. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were at that level of, uh, I know that, like, they were influenced by Korn, and Korn brought them up and took them on tours and stuff, but, like, there was a point where if somebody said, hey, I think Limp Bizkit is a bigger band than Korn, I'd be like, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I actually... um uh, so little little spoiler territory here for an upcoming uh, episode. Um, Everyone's dead. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all dead. I'm currently on the search for the Limp Biscuit Masters. <laughs> uh, no, I uh, one of my first exposures to it. I, yeah, I had heard Corn on the radio, but um, 
I went to uh, Edgefest in, uh, I believe it was 90, uh, 97. No, 96. 96 or 97. Um, and this was right before, or, or, or I should say right after $3 Bill Y'all had come out. I think, oh, that'd be 97 then. I think it was like maybe a couple months. So like $3 Bill Y'all had just kind of popped off and like they were just starting to get some radio play. And I went back and found the flyer and oh, yeah. um, Limp Biscuit is way down at the bottom. And if you see the bands that are before mm-hmm. Limp Biscuit, it is absolutely fucking hilarious. And I'll, I'll, I'll get that for whenever we get to that, because we're going to do these albums chronologically mm-hmm. and, and also talk about our experiences with them as we were growing up and listening to them. But but Three Dollar Bill, y'all, was like a watershed moment for me, specifically that concert and hearing them live um, was mind like i don't even really remember who else i mean i remember who else played mm-hmm. but i don't remember like seeing anyone else played but limp biscuits almost entire set is seared into my brain yeah and it was they were unlike anything i'd ever seen before anything i'd ever heard before and i had so much fucking fun and i was a lifelong fan from from the first five seconds of them playing sure and uh i actually i need to send this to you Mm -hmm. uh not long just like a couple weeks ago found uh more footage it's like a good i think i think they get like three songs somebody is filming it from the stage uh at the show that i was at oh wow um and it's funny because you know normally the uh, it was a festival so normally the big bands play at night Mm -hmm. limp biscuit played like in the middle of the day oh yeah sure (laughs) And uh, man, the the aud- or the the crowd is like going ape shit, mm-hmm. and it's it's so much fun to watch. I, I've been trying to find myself, but uh, in the sea of young white teenagers, uh, I uh, blend in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's gonna happen, right? Yeah, yeah. But oh, that's awesome though. Like, I remember back yeah. in the day, they didn't spill spill. They didn't spell biscuit properly, which is to misspell it. Right. And it was just spelled like the like B-I-S-C-U-I-T. Right. When it should be B-I-Z-K-I-T, obviously. Everyone knows. Y'all know the time, y'all know the rhyme. It ain't easy being greasy in a world full of cleanliness and you know all that madness we're going through. Peace. That's uh, Method Man's uh, final verse and in together now. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I was like, this sounds familiar, but yeah. I cannot place it. I know. <laughs> I know that song very well. <laughs> Let's talk about our favorite bands in the genre. Uh, is there uh, one in particular that stands out to you? I have a, a hunch that I might know whom that <laughs> yeah. might be. Take a wild yeah. shot in the dark, buddy. Here we go. <laughs> it's uh, fucking... God damn it. I wanted to say uh, Jonathan Davis's brother's band. I can't remember <laughs> the name of it. Adima. Adima, yeah. Uh, there we Adima. go. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, man. I used to know that song. When we were young and stupid. <laughs> that's, that's all I can remember. So, sounds a little bit like Tom DeLong. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> oi, oi. <laughs> oh, with the alien. That was terrible. Um, no, Limp Biscuit. Of course. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I, although I will say, um, and I think these guys get, get often get forgotten w- when it comes to new metal is uh, Deftones. Mm-hmm. Um, although I think maybe you could say by by their third album they had really kind of purposely started distancing themselves heavily from the new metal 
scene and and that style of music, specifically the rapping. Was that White Pony? Yes, yep. White Pony. Mm-hmm. Um, so Adrenaline, obviously, big time, and Around the Fur was for sure. But mm-hmm. um, even or even Around the Fur, they were they sounded different than the rest of the new metal bands. Mm-hmm. Um, but re- I really, I think you could make an argument that back in the day, when when it was still pretty fresh. All of the bands had a very unique sound. I mean, Corn sounded different than Limp Bizkit, which sounded different than Deftones. Um, and to me, those are those were sort of like the the big three for me personally um, in in the early days. Uh, but then you you have your sort of maybe lesser known guys like Incubus that were were definitely in that uh, in that wheelhouse and part of that same like social group. Um, but uh, they all they all had their own very unique sounds. Now the bands that came later uh, were obviously aping you know a lot of what uh, the original early guys did. Mm-hmm. Mostly, I think I think I feel like Corn was probably the most like copied sound. People were trying to go for the Corn sound the most. Yeah, especially since so many of them worked with Ross Robinson right after the fact, and he was like a big part of why those first two albums. Of corns are just like so fucking awesome, so so heavy. It, it, it was like a heaviness, but also like vocally. I feel like yeah. I still kind of feel this way that he captured some of the best vocal performances. Yeah, for like angsty type of music that's like ever been yeah. put to tape. Oh, I, I agree. Ross Robinson, you almost can't talk about new metal without talking about Ross Robinson. Mm, no. I mean, he was like front and center for the vast majority of. The- Look, we're talking corn. We're talking biscuit. We're talking slipknot. We're talking that one weird vanilla ice album. Yeah. He's oh done it God. all. Was he going by Rob Van Winkle on that or was it? Was no, he going by vanilla ice? It was vanilla ice. Okay. The, the cover said V ice on it. Okay. Hard to swallow. Hard to swallow. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yep. That was another thing with the uh, new metal. There was a lot of uh, sexual innuendo. Oh, yeah. Like poorly done sexual innuendo. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, sexual innuendo, a lot of, like, terrible fashion. Like, whenever you go back and look at oh, the shit, man. you're like, holy fuck. Yeah. Just like, I know there's a whole thing about neckbeards on the internet. This was like chin, chin fur. <laughs> That eventually would lead to a neck beard, you know, like it was it was it was the baby steps. It was the peach fuzz that led to the neck beards. Th- those chin straps, man, those were those were hot shit for for young white men. And I've the, kept the mine. It's the only thing that keeps my well, hair on. You, you've still got the you've got the connected bar at the I've, top. Yeah, I've got the, the goatee <laughs> yeah. combined with it. But yeah, if you did just the straight beard, uh, you'd look crazy. It was like uh, I think the the was it like the bass player for a Drowning Pool? Had uh, he was like bald, but he had the chin <laughs> yeah. strap, so it wasn't like keeping his hair on. It wasn't yeah. that look. It was just like hair that led to nothing. But it came down like a lot of like beards. It had like a long ass braid on it. You yeah. Know? Um. But yeah, that was that shit was like insane. a Wayne static. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Big Papa. Damn. Yeah. What did well, he die from? Drugs. Uh. I think it was drugs. I think it was like. I think it was uh specifically to that i feel like it was like wear and tear related to just a lot drug abuse yeah, you know but right uh i don't quote us on that no don't yeah. don't quote us on anything no yeah please all of this is inaccurate and bad yes but yeah. we're gonna get through it anyway um so okay so you you love the biscuit 
love the biscuit. Whom else? Oh, you said Deftones, right? Deftones would probably be my second. And I would still argue that uh, Deftones are still uh, an amazing band uh, that I listen to on the reg. Mm-hmm. Um, their newest album, Ohms, is a, is one of my favorite albums that have come out in the past five years. Like it's a it's a phenomenal phenomenal record. Mm. Um, they're definitely going back to their harder style. Um, it's it's a lot more in line with um, their self titled or um, White Pony than it is like uh, Diamond Eyes or or Gore or some some of the more recent ones, which I still I still enjoyed. But I I I really enjoyed Deftones for that dynamic of um, really really heavy stuff, and then Chino uh, kind of going in between uh, his like his really unique way of singing and then just screaming his fucking head off mm-hmm. um that that to me is like that's like the perfect deftones is uh, it, they, they, they're really good with the, the dynamics of bringing things up and, and slowing them down and then really just like gut punching you with um with just explosive energy they uh, possibly the best concert i've ever seen in my life was um a Deftones show that they played here at the Kane Kane's Ballroom, and it was right after Saturday Saturday Night Wrist had come out. Um, so it was before Chi had died, and Chi was playing with them still. And um, that show, I I, it, I I mean I I I don't think I'll ever see a better concert than that. It was transcendental. I I I had. I'm not a religious person, but I saw God that night. <laughs> I uh, I don't know what happened, but uh, the, the show was was very very interesting. They uh, had no spotlights on them. All the spotlights were behind them. They had no lights on them directly at all, so you really mm. couldn't see their faces throughout the whole show. All you saw were these uh, very bright lights, and then they had the uh, like the atmosphere, like the uh, like the fog. Mm-hmm. going and so you just had these like figures that were just like silhouettes but like cut you know a- as they walked across the stage it was like beams of light uh like their shadows casted light over um that like like that smog atmosphere um and it, no colors it was all just stark white um but it, it may not sound all that interesting cuz it's just <laughs> basically static lights uh from behind no color but it, the, the effect that it created was just unreal it was mm-hmm. beautiful and That's awesome um yeah I, I i like took my shirt off <laughs> like the first five minutes and worked my way all the way to the front of the concert and i was with a girl but she wasn't feeling very well that night so she was like well i'm gonna stay back here and <clears throat> me being the <laughs> kind and sensitive man that I am uh, abandoned her for the entire show <laughs> uh, uh, but I you know I had explained to her that like I this is really important to me mm-hmm. I had seen them before but um, they don't come this way very often uh, so I you know she, she she totally understood that you know this was important for me and so I got to the front of the stage and, and that's, was there that's the what you show. told her family the next day when they were at the missing posters they were putting up yeah, yeah yeah no 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 they, they they understood yeah they understood that the band was more important to me than the woman was well susan he's never seen a deftone before this was his chance now get the flyer glue i know that boy he's just i feel like he's just a freaking psycho sometimes i just can't 
that's my new thing is saying freaking psycho. Um, I, uh, there, there is a specific type of woman, uh, that is in the, uh, Oklahoma region and I'm sure other places as well. Um, sort of the slightly upper middle class, uh, white women with, uh, typically called <clears throat> Karens. Um, but they have a very specific way of talking and they really, uh, like to call people freaking psychos. Mm-hmm. Like if, oh my God, he was up at the school. He went up there and he was yelling at the teacher and he was slamming his book around. I tell you that kid is a freaking psycho. <laughs> okay. That was a lot of lead up for <laughs> not a great joke. No, no, it's good. It's solid. I, you can hear like the frosted tips yes, of that yeah. woman that comes through in the, in the voice for sure. Um, the, the rhinestone jeans just like leap off the mic. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, you were, you were at this concert, you made your way up to the front and, uh, despite the, the, the static lights and everything, it, it really was like a performance that they pulled off and oh. a show they put on. Blew me away. Yeah. Found out later that uh, apparently the band was not getting along at all during this time. Um, just internal strife. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of drug use. But <laughs> Wait, in a rock band? I know. It sounds crazy. Unheard of. <clears throat> but uh, they, uh, yeah, they, they um, like ha- have said before that they have a hard time playing a lot of the songs. Also because it was like the last album with Chi. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have a hard time playing a lot of those songs, which is, which really bumps me out. I get it. I get why they don't want to go back to that. Um, but I also find it funny that, that, that tends to happen a lot with bands whenever there's like a lot of internal strife, mm-hmm. um, especially like heavier bands, like, uh, the music that comes out of that is just like, it's, it's different. Like you feel that underlying tension within mm-hmm. the band. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> You know, since we're talking about new metal, obviously I'm bringing up uh, Fleetwood Mac right now. Obviously, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but rumors, um, you know, there was all. I, I mean, album famously has like uh, a really crazy backstory. Like they were there was so much internal fighting and arguing and and them not getting along. Um, but it's also like one of the best albums <laughs> ever written. Um, it's incredible. Uh, but yeah, that, that, that happens a lot with bands and mm-hmm. I think it happened with the Deftones and I would argue that Saturday Night Wrist is like a top three album of theirs, um, despite the fact that they all hate it and never want anything to do with it ever again. Um, it's just incredible. There's so much of the Deftones I've never like explored. Like, uh, I like a good chunk of Around the Fur. I've heard some of Adrenaline. Seven Words is fucking great. Oh yeah. Um, White Pony... I'm familiar with some of those songs. That one with uh, Maynard from Tool on it. Fucking Passenger? Tool. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, and then... But that's I, the sexiest fucking song. <laughs> like, that song, Jesus Christ, man. Ugh. I get goosebumps. I've heard that song a thousand times, and yeah. I still... It's one of those, like, I get goosebumps. If it's at night, and, like, that song comes on, and I'm, like, driving, like, down, like, country back roads, I just, like, turn it all the way up and put all the windows down, and... Pfft. You know uh, that there was a version of Jerk the album. <laughs> there's a version of the album that was released that has like the the tiny white pony logo on there, but it's just like a silver cover or whatever. Right. I uh, do you know what synth? God, I can never fucking say this word. Synthesia. Oh, God, it, synesthesia. Hey, there we go. Yeah, it's better when my words are said by someone <laughs> else. I've found. Uh, I can't speak very well, but uh, yes, that I've I've got that. 
to where like I I interpret sounds as like colors sometimes, but it's really oh, wow. just for music. So it, I don't know if it's just a mild thing or whatever. Yeah. But like for songs, if I hear a song, it gives me like an impression of color, oh, and that cool. that specific Deftone song uh, makes me picture like the silver of the album cover. So I'm like, yeah, they did it. They nailed it. You know. Yeah. So no, I, I get that. That, yeah. that that totally makes sense. I could see that. Um, but uh, I I don't remember why. Uh, oh, I was just saying that like I'm not super familiar with Deftones, so I'm looking forward to discussing these albums further and more in depth because like yeah. Deftones, I like 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 I said, around the fur and um, uh, like Head Up, I fucking love. That's my probably my favorite oh, Deftones yeah. song. But Do you like uh, bored. I get bored sometimes. Like you know, I'm having a good time <laughs> right now, but I'm not familiar with that. Is that a? Is that it's a off Adrenaline. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't think I know. One it. of my old bands covered it and, uh, mm-hmm. man, it's, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to discussing them in particular further because, uh, I, I feel like Deftones is a band where, uh, it, it kind of goes against like how I normally listen to music, which is like, uh, I, I primarily listen to like rhythms and, and songs, which mm-hmm. is why I like my, my two favorite genres of music are metal and hip hop just because, like there's a syncopation of rhythms in there that I get into. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like Deftones sometimes is like the, the people that like it really like they're like slower, more melodic stuff. Uh, and I'm not saying like it's not good. It's just like I it doesn't I don't immediately gravitate toward it. Right. But I feel like this is an opportunity for me to like sit down and really like invest my earballs into it. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. No, I'll, I'll I'll drag out some some really good uh, some really good stuff on some of those later albums mm-hmm. that I think you'll really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I I know what you mean. I, I I do enjoy some of their slower stuff, but there is some of it, especially like when you get to the like gore. Which <laughs> it's funny that their album Gore is like their softest one. It has flamingos on the it's cover. It's one of flamingos on the cover. Yeah, it's still got some. It's it's got some good songs on there. Do you think that's like the funniest joke anyone in Deftones has ever <laughs> said? <laughs> They seem like a very like self serious band to me. I don't know that that's true. That's just what it seems like. No, outside. they're they're not they're not too bad. I will say, uh, Stephen Carpenter, the uh, the guitarist, he is a flat earther. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've heard of this. Yeah, huh. yeah. So that's a lot of fun. He doesn't seem like he's he, he's a big stoner, um, but not like the fun kind of stoner. <laughs> mm-hmm. The annoying kind that's probably going to bring up Alex Jones or something. <laughs> yeah. Let me show you this video real quick, dude. <laughs> yeah. I saw it online. It has seven likes. Have you seen Fahrenheit 9-11? <laughs> it was an inside job. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, but no, no, no. Uh, I would, I would, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, 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 I'm going to get, get some, get some good songs for you. Go okay. On. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially, like I said, when we get to Saturday Night Wrist, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's going to blow your little mind off. So, for you, what would your top three new metal bands be? I feel like it's Biscuit, Deftones, and then Corn. Corn, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a particular um, runner-up version uh, Kid of Kid Rock, <laughs> which we're going to talk about? And just disclaimer: I do not agree with anything the man says, except I, for his like modern views well, well right right yeah. right 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh, from from january 6 2021 on i feel like is where yes. things started finally clicking with me <laughs> i was talking to stephen carpenter and i was like listen i feel like we're on the same page with this <laughs> yeah. 
I don't, yeah, I don't think that's his views, but you get it. One of the best jokes I feel like I've ever come up with was uh, there was a, uh, whenever Trump got elected, um, uh, there's a picture of like uh, Trump and his wife, um, Kid Rock and his wife, and then I feel like there was someone else. And I, I, I commented, I think it was on Twitter, I commented, uh, this picture smells like chili farts. <laughs> Damn, I was pretty proud that, of it. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, I hope you pinned that. <laughs> that's fucking no. Solid. I uh, because of my job and the people that I work with, which I guess my name's going to be attached to this, so I'm going to say are all great people. No, mm-hmm. they're they're fine. I, I don't know most of them honestly, um, but they all tend to be a little bit older, a little bit more conservative. So I shut my trap um, when it comes to them, mm-hmm. um, just to get along. Sure, uh, but. Back to the point, I will, as much as I disagree with everything Kid Rock stands for, mm-hmm. I will defend that first album to the death. <laughs> call it nostalgia, call it sheer fucking stupidity, call it like the the trailer trash part of me that <laughs> lives deep down, um, I will defend that album to the death. This this will be an interesting re-listen whenever we get to it, because like I'm so fucking exhausted with him. Oh, uh, like and I, I, I know that you get it like yeah. he's an exhausting fucking person. No. Like all of the shit he says is bad. But wait a minute, because it's going to fucking get worse. He can't not be a piece of shit. Yeah. But uh, I totally understand where you're coming from, too, because some of those songs on that album are fucking they fucking rip, dude. They fucking rip. dude. They fuck. They slap. Mm-hmm. They own. They rule. The fucking queef. The Let's just say it. They fucking queef. <laughs> they queef. They queef so hard. And, uh, like, where are you at, Rock? Like, oh, man. I, I used to listen <laughs> yeah. to that song all the time. There's something about, like, the, like, uh, the, like, turntable work on that. And I know DJ Swamp was, uh, on some of those tracks. I don't know if that was, like, him on that one. But, like, whatever the case, like, there is a lot of, unfortunately, there's a, a lot of, like, fun shit on that album. And it's wild. It is a diverse. fun album. Yeah. It's a fun album. And that song that made by a garbage human being. <laughs> that song uh with Eminem on it. Was it uh, fuck you? Oh, uh, fuck off. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It's fun. It's it's fucking fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna say right now, Cowboy. When Cowboy comes on the radio, get your fucking hand off the dollar or dollar sign. <laughs> God damn. I drank, I drank some codeine tonight. Yeah. Um, get your hand off the volume knob because I'm cranking that shit. Oh, wait, I'm, or you can, you can put, okay, hold on. <laughs> you can put your hand on the volume knob as long as you turn it up. Okay. Do not touch the volume knob if you're going to turn it down because then I'm going to turn it back up. You're starting at a 10. You may go to an 11, but nothing less. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Y- established yes okay perfect <laughs> uh but you said like corn would be like your your third that would be like the triumvirate yeah. of new metal corn falls off really quickly for me mm-hmm. <laughs> really really quick um basically after that after uh, follow the leader i was checked out this is a good point fully checked out because you've been it sounds like invested in deftones this entire time uh, same thing with Limp Biscuit. outside of results may vary. I would assume. I don't know this to be true, but I'm going to assume. I don't think I've... I know I've, like, clicked through the songs. I don't think I've ever, like, just put it on listen... I know, I know I've know. i never put it on listen to it the whole way through. Guess Without what? Without Wes 
Yeah, I know. I'm going to. We're going to get to it. Oh, oh, we'll get to it. We have to. With an album cover like that? How can you not? <laughs> but um, so, OK, so you, you've like. <laughs> so, so, so just behind yeah. the scenes, we haven't created a, um, uh, a, a, a picture for our uh, podcast. What if we just. <laughs> Just um, uh, take a picture of both of us yelling um, and then put a green filter over it and call it a day. <laughs> it, yeah. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> uh, and it. Which is so wild because like those first three Limp Bizkit album covers are so fucking rad. Are incredible. Yeah. A lot of yeah. fucking fun. Um, but <laughs> they just give up. <laughs> They're like, oh shit! I knew we forgot to do something. And like within yeah. moments to go. Um, it's like you know, there's other other artists outside of Wes, right? Yeah. Well, shit. I guess the first two aren't even Wes. Wasn't that Fred that did that very first one? Because he was like Fred? a tattoo artist, right? Maybe it may have been. Yeah. Look, this is all content. We'll, we'll get to it. Yeah. yeah, we'll get but, to um, it. But but yeah, it, it, what I was saying is like uh, you've been invested fully. Uh, outside of like maybe an outlier or two for both Biscuit and Deftones. Yeah. Corn, where do you think you fell off of that? I don't, I, I cannot tell you a single Corn song post Follow the Leader. I can't, no, I cannot name one. Now, if you played some for me, I could, I, I would probably like recognize some of them, but mm-hmm. like there, it's, it's nothing that I sought out or cared about or, um, had any interest in whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was strictly follow the leader, but really I, th- I think we'll, we'll get to this as well. Um, I feel like this is where new metal really just falls off. Mm-hmm. Um, I think post 2001, well, like that little girl getting ready to step off that cliff. Yes. I'm which into a pile of pedophiles. I'm assuming it's a corn album. So, <laughs> um, their hey. obsession with, with, Child molestation is oh, God. fucking weird. Uh-huh. It's so fucking weird. I, I wonder if there was like, <laughs> because like the first two corn albums, those album covers are like photographs, maybe edited here and there, but like photographs for the most part. Right. right? Whereas the third one, Follow the Leader, is illustrated. Everyone used to say Todd McFarlane. He inked it, but it is by Greg mm, Capullo, Capullo, right? Yeah. Uh, fucking... Idiots. I know. Idiots. Idiots. There's a clear difference. Obviously, you can tell. But <laughs> I can. But <laughs> uh, I wonder if there was like a pitch from like the band where they were like, "Okay, obviously we got to have a child molester on it." And he was like, "Um, I'm not. No, how about no? How about not <laughs> that at all?" Uh, and they were just like, "We'll just have her getting ready to fall off a cliff or something." <laughs> that's just, that's better. She'll just die. The molester is implied. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it is. I feel like it still is somehow. Mm-hmm. The mol- child molestation is still implied somehow by that album cover. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to get into that because I, because I know there was some things with Jonathan Davis um, in his past that are, um, you know, obviously like horribly traumatic, awful mm-hmm. things. But um, the bagpipes, learning to play bagpipes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Learning to play bagpipes, being Scottish, uh, <laughs> yeah. wearing glasses, not being able to grow a full mustache. <laughs> yeah, man, that mustache that is some wild shit to this day. Man, he wishes he had a fucking chin strap. <laughs> That's the only time a chin strap person has been like, well, I could be. <laughs> has there ever been a man that looked wetter and rattier? <laughs> Kid Rock. Ooh. yeah. OK, yeah. <laughs> We're going to do like a Mount Rushmore of grease balls. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh god. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of them. Yeah. There's plenty. <laughs> of course. Damn. Man, Kid Rock though. That's a, that's a, that's a tough one to beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so that that's your top three. Yep. If I did do like a top three for me, I'd go uh, Slipknot, Limp Biscuit, and Linkin Park would be my yeah three favorite new metal bands. But like I I fuck with those first three Corn albums as well. There's something about that next album which was Issues and like falling away from me, where I was just like, Nah, I'm good. I think I'm good for a while. Okay, so falling away from me was on Issues. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe you. Yeah. But like Check if, my if, phone. <laughs> fucking liar. <laughs> uh but but yeah, that's that's really when I was just like, yeah, this is Yeah. I, I was like invested in like other stuff. I exactly. Like, uh the the bounciness and the like groove that I liked from corn kind of left the band for a little while as they were like, well, let's try to do other shit or whatever. And, they, and I remember it's around that period as well where like there's something about the clickiness of Fieldy's bass that just really irked me. <laughs> now now I love it. Right. Uh, and I loved it like before then as well. It's like such a signature to the corn sound. But there's something yeah. around like the, the album issues that really just like bothered me. And I think it was just like uh, for like most bands that you're into, eventually they're gonna put out like a clunker album or or one that you're just like clunk, simply not clunk, into. Clunk, <laughs> yeah. clunk, uh, clunk, but clunk. Wait, wait. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but there's there's gonna be a point where sometimes you just like aren't into an album by a band, and hopefully they're around long enough to put out another album. Maybe yeah. that's a little more to your taste. Right. Happens from time to time. But at that at that point in my life, I was just like, no, fuck this band. I'm just like, I'm not even. Yeah. I, yeah not down with it they put out like a couple of albums uh later down the road where i I like a couple of songs but like i never really got back into them the way i i I love those first three albums yeah i'm i'm definitely gonna have to uh listen to those (laughs) Mm -hmm. because i i my knowledge of anything like i said post post all the leader is just yeah there was like a there was a huge change that happened I don't think it was just me because it seemed like everybody just sort of like lost interest collectively at the same time. That's what that Deftone song is about, right? Changing the House of Flies? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had to take his clothes off. Yeah. He's like, well, I got to change my clothes. When you I am go, the fly. You go. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, cool. So uh, was there anything else that you wanted to to get into before we wrap up this this in here episode. No. <laughs> the court recognizes the fucking pervert <laughs> saying no. Uh, okay, cool. No. <laughs> so here's the plan for for the the podcast. Here we're gonna yeah. put this out biweekly, and uh, we're uh, this was kind of like an episode of getting to know us, getting to know. Uh, our thoughts on the new metal genre and then uh, our reverence for it. And then subsequent shows, we're going to try to focus on individual albums going forward. Uh, we might have like a few like special shows here and there where we maybe do something else. Uh, I know we've talked about uh, discussing some new metal related movies here and there, uh, which I think would be fun. Uh, but yeah, that's the general idea is to like go down the timeline of new metal, discuss those albums and talk about what we like, dislike, and are kind of just like meh on. And there's going to be a lot of stuff at the beginning, I feel, that I'm going to be like, oh, this is fucking great. As we get like further into it, I'm going to be like, 
this, oh, this is just, I don't know what, what happened. What is, I don't know who or what this is. And then yeah. at the end of it, it's just gonna be like, nah, <laughs> uh, just. We're, we're gonna have to like, uh, definitely do some special episodes to <laughs> not make it such a fucking drag. Yeah. Like, we might have to do like on those, those, those later <laughs> albums be like, okay, let's just lump all these together and like pick like the six best songs of all right. these or some shit. We did a couple one hit wonder episodes or something. Yeah. Uh, cause yeah. Are, are we really wanting to talk about, uh, well, I almost said Crazy Town, but we're probably going to do a whole episode of a Crazy Town. Dude, I, absolutely. <laughs> we're going to do two Potter. Uh, Potter? Potter. That, that first Crazy Town album, I'll be, look, I feel like this is a safe space. We've known each other for... You may speak, child. <laughs> we've known each other for 30 plus years. Yeah. And uh, I'm just going to say it. That first Crazy Town album fucking rules. And I have a number of those songs on my running playlist. I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> to go get the album. Yes. Yes, of course. <laughs> to get it on vinyl. Of course. Yeah, that's the only way to listen to it. We Signed by it. Shifty Shellshock himself. <laughs> he was shaking a lot when he signed it, but you can tell it's him. <laughs> yeah. You can smell the Axe body spray on it. He lost a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Weird. <laughs> Probably just doing hydroxycut, I would imagine. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so you take hydroxy cut by smoking it through a glass pipe, right? I think that's the only way to okay, do it. Okay, okay I think okay. it's sold with a pipe. He let me hit it and I feel really good. Mm-hmm. So it has got to be working. I think so. Yeah. I don't want to eat anything. No. <laughs> uh, maybe your skin. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to be awake for a few days anyway. So sure, 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 sure. Might sure. as well look good. While you're stressing out, I on got the floor. all these bugs that are underneath my skin. So mm-hmm. this is going to take me a while to pick these guys out of here. So, yeah. Um, also, I want to masturbate a lot and never come. So, oh, well, I mean, that's just me on a daily <laughs> basis. That's fine. I was trying to, you know what? That's what we get from listening to Z104.5, The Edge. It's like, I want to edge. The edge is me. <laughs> the edge has been all of us the whole time. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's the general idea is we're going to set up a, a Z104.5, the, the edge. Okay, the edge. <laughs> so we're going uh, to, we're establishing a timeline on our end, and uh, we're going to go through that, uh, starting from the, the beginnings, going toward the end, uh, possibly of humanity. We don't know. We, there's no end date set for the end of this podcast. We could like get to the end of this podcast and be like, well, now it's about something different, and we're just like, we just want to keep doing this. <laughs> but uh, that's the, the general plan. So um, do you want to talk about the the next episode and the album we're going to cover. Yeah. So, um, in, uh, two, uh, 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 well, in, um, <laughs> I want to, you want to go? Hey, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, so week after next, we're going to be looking at and listening to the self-titled album from corn with a back. You b- take that again with a backwards R. Don't cut that. <laughs> Leave it in. Yeah. Um, no, Corn. We're going to listen to the first Corn album. Self-titled. ST. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just uh, we'll, uh, I'll say this. I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> <laughs> We're still trying to figure out like how we want to approach it because yeah. we don't necessarily want to go track by track. But there is like, we're. I think we're both planning to listen front to back to 
all the albums we discuss, maybe talk about the album in full and maybe pick out a few songs each yes. to discuss uh, in depth, maybe. Um, so that's that's the plan going forward. Uh, as for, um, like, I would imagine we'll have a shitload of fucking listeners to this goddamn of thing. Of course. Right? How can you not? We're talking about new metal, guys. <laughs> Fuck disco. Fuck dubstep, you know? We're talking about this dead genre, right? Yeah. We're, we're not letting go of our childhoods. No. This is all about us. That's what makes it special. So if there are listeners out there who somehow came across this, uh, thanks for listening to this. And also, like, if you would want to be on the show, let us know. Yeah. Uh, we, we'd love to have some guests on here to talk about this because this seems like an endless uh, reservoir for us to tap back into on a regular basis and discuss it because it's just so, so fascinating uh, my my uh, Canadian girlfriend Mitch, uh, he he grew up with new metal as well, and it, it seeps into all of our conversations that we have all the time. So uh, I'd love to hear his thoughts on it. People can contact us uh, in the. Uh, we'll put contact information in the show yeah. notes for this episode. So be sure to look at that. But you can email us at uh, newdispod at gmail.com and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at newdispod. Again, there's no T. There's no T. Like, you and I are both low T. This is no yes. T. Zero T. Yeah. <laughs> so. And it's in you. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. D-I-S. Yeah. Not N-E-W. We had to make it confusing. I, this is going to be difficult. I am so happy that we've made this as confusing as fucking possible. <laughs> but look, it's it's going to be like if you found this show, you could figure out like how to get a hold of us on like Twitter. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so again, Twitter and Instagram, nudispod. Gmail is nudispod at gmail.com. Go ahead. Also, um, if anybody out there knows someone who was in a new metal band or mm-hmm. um, was, you know, had, had any kind of um, interaction with anybody in the new metal genre or knows something about it, um, send them our way because we would love to talk to them and kind of get their insight on, on this genre that we're going to be making fun of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're a medium and you have access to any deceased <laughs> new metal band members, we'd love to hear from you as well. Let's talk about it. Let's channel some of these motherfuckers, you know? Do you know the lead singer from Drowning Pool? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Whoops. There's there's been many after he passed. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do they all drown? Uh, No, some of them uh, are still alive, I think. Some of them? (laughs) What if it was like... (laughs) Just for some reason, the lead singer from... Drowning pool keeps dying. It's, it's, like, it's like a curse. It's like uh, Kenny from South Park. <laughs> Every album at the end of that touring cycle, they're like, well, hey, you know, uh, <laughs> Dean, we didn't want it to have to come to this, but uh, your body does it, in fact, have to hit the floor. So, <laughs> And just for the record, I hear he's in the lead singer. The guy who died mm-hmm. was a great guy. Yeah. Not making fun of him. No. Um, it, we have dude, we are edgy as fuck, bro. Guys, it's just the fucking <laughs> angst that's coming through the mic. It's dripping right out your ear holes at it's this the point. the 90s. Dude, we're, our fucking jinkos are on super tight, dude. You don't even know. My wallet chain is just frothing in the exuberance coming from us. It's like a chain from Spawn, you know? Just flapping in the wind. 
But uh, yeah, so so be sure to contact us and uh, pass the word around if this is something you enjoyed. Yeah. God bless you. Get it out there. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, spread the word and then uh, let us know if there's uh, something you want to discuss. If you want to come on the show, uh, we will do our best to make that happen. And uh, yeah. So, Absolutely. <laughs> hell yeah. So anything else? Uh, nope. Awesome. Okay. So again, the next album is going to be the self-titled Corn album from 1994. We will discuss that and be back in a couple of weeks. So, uh, yeah, look for that. Make sure to uh, download and, well, I, I guess you don't have to download. You can just stream this. But be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever your podcast app of choice Smash is. Smash that like button. Hell yeah. We need more views of this audio <laughs> podcast. I've never got to actually say that like and subscribe, but yeah. I guess there's not a like, but you know. Oh, you'll get real fucking sick of it. <laughs> Super sick of it. Can't wait to promote this endlessly and no one listen to it. Oh my god, it's truly the best. Uh, but yeah, the, all the social media posts that we get to do for this fucking Hell thing. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah, dude. Oh man. Uh, okay, well, cool. Let's uh, we just wrap it up then. Yep. All right. So all how right. do we do that? Um. Bye. <laughs> My pod is bigger than yours. <laughs> say what, say what? Say what, say what? Say what, say what? My dick is bigger than yours. Say.